Well, there's 107 days left before Election Day. And if you're like me, the one night you're most excited for is the VP debate between Mike Pence and Tim Kaine. It'll be like a stop-motion animation of a fight between a bowl of vanilla ice cream and a bowl of vanilla bean ice cream. Trump vs. Hillary starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now... Let the buzz begin! Oh, that's right. This is for you, Chelsea. (laughs) Burn, baby, burn! Feel the burn! But it's also a disco inferno here. On night four of Trump versus Hillary, very exciting to be here. Very excited to be here. Uh, I'm Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. To my left, camera right... Chelsea Galicia. Say hi, Chelsea. Hi. Only if you want to. You don't have to. I didn't mean to, especially since the theme tonight was all, you know, women and and women empowerment. I didn't mean to say you have to say hi. If you want to say hi, you can. Thank you for the opportunity to say hello to the audience. Thank you for saying hello Hello. to the audience. Uh, Next to her is Scott Moore, at S-Man80. Hey, guys. You have to say hi. I know. I have no choice. Exactly. And uh, (laughs) down on the end, uh, Drexel Hurd, at Drexel Hurd. Yes. And joining us on the couch, the oh, new guy, yeah. Stephen Helmkamp, at Stephen Helmkamp, right. with a K. That's right. Welcome <laughs> to sort of the panel, but you know, the couch panel. We appreciate you being here. <laughs> I got the boot. New guy gets yeah. the boot. New guy gets the boot. For the throne. And, right. yes. you know, in the chat room in the days leading up to this, I was like, don't worry, we've got a conservative, we've got a Trump guy. Well, you're more of an independent, not Hillary guy, but uh, you're not ruling out Trump, so to some people, that makes you... Um, the devil? The worst <laughs> yeah. enemy on the face but, of the planet? Yeah. But so you're someone considering voting for Trump, so I have two very important questions for you. I, I feel like the, I know the answers. Um, you're not a moron, I assume, and you're not a racist. So right there, that's going to surprise people. He's got yeah. great teeth. Anyway, the show's Twitter, by the way. Anyway, welcome. Uh, we're uh, happy to have you here, Stephen. And, you know, we'll alternate. We're not going to stick that guy on the couch every night. So, uh, you know, you'll get to be up uh, at the big desk. So the show's Twitter is at TrumpHillary16. Uh, follow us there, like us on YouTube, and uh, the chat, like 20 minutes before the show even was supposed to start, people were already carrying on the chat and YouTube. So I'll try to look in there and, and uh, share some of your comments. But you guys seem to be having your own show, which <laughs> I would watch if I could, but we're busy mm-hmm. doing this show. And don't forget to comment and uh, rate us on iTunes. So when last we left Trump versus Hillary, we were uh, hypothesizing possible VP candidates mm-hmm. for Hillary Clinton, I think, there was an overwhelming feeling that uh, Tim Kaine was likely, mm-hmm. but you know, I threw a Cory Booker in there. There were a few like, oh, maybe, maybe Elizabeth Warren. No, no, it was Tim Kaine. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'll start with Drexel. Your thoughts on that pick and what it brings to the ticket? Uh, I thought Tim Kaine was a perfect choice for Hillary. Um, I think part of the what gets what what gets lost in a campaign is actual governing. And at the end of the day, you want a vice presidential candidate who can step into the role of the president. Tim Kaine has been a mayor. He's been a congressman. He's been a governor. He's been a senator. He has executive experience. He understands how to legislate. He understands the issues. He is well-versed in foreign policy, having been on foreign po- on, on the Senate uh, Foreign Relations Committee and the Committee on the Budget. So he just overwhelmingly was a perfect choice for Hillary Clinton, who wanted a person um, who could step into the role. And at the end of the day, that's what that's all that that's all that should matter. Because um, sometimes too far too often we make emotional choices. And she made the first biggest choice of her presidency. And you feel like she passed that test with, uh, with flying, flying colors. colors. <laughs> uh, Scott, do you agree that the Tim Kaine choice was a good one? Uh, do you feel like there was someone that uh, could have done better? Or well, do you feel like she's done the right thing for yeah, I mean, I think we could have said, oh, she could have picked the sexier choice and the more exciting right. choice or the more progressive <laughs> uh, choice. But I think he's a good, solid person for her. And and at the end of the day, I think it was probably someone that she got along with. You know, because we, we do talk about the governing. We do talk talk about stepping in and being able to be president if you had to. Um, but also, is it someone that she's going to be able to get along with? So this is someone she's going to have to work with closely for the next four years. And, and do they have a good connection? 
And so I think this that she went through everybody, and he probably had a very good connection with her. But just on the outside too, I think it's great that he's he's fluent in Spanish. I think that helps with a particular group of people, which is wonderful. And I think that the he's, French, you think yeah, that that helps? Yeah, outreach it definitely helps the outreach yeah. for the French. But I think you know, so that's that's good. And I and I think that it's also a positive thing for him just being. Um, a, he gave a really great speech on Saturday when they they yeah. welcomed him in, in in Miami, and I thought that was fantastic. Like he really. I think comes across as a good candidate, a good speaker, and I think he's going to be good for her as well. Uh, great. Uh, Besides all the points that Drexel right, already made. Right, of course. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're not trying to disagree with anything. No. So, uh, Chelsea, two points. Uh, you love Elizabeth Warren, but are glad that she wasn't the pick because you feel like it's wasted because you think she should be president one day. Uh, or Yeah, I don't know if be. I actually... Could. Yes, I, I do that believe way. that. And I think Tim Kaine is kind of like a womp womp. <laughs> and so, a, like when you bid too high on the prices, right? That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Thank you. Wow, yeah. you guys didn't have your headphones on, so you missed and, it. But uh, and that it, was great. It feels a little bit like a slap in the face to this appearance that she's going to move left, right? And that she's trying to bring the Bernie fold into her wing. It just was like. Uh, no, you're not going to be progressive. And having him <clears throat> deliver part of that speech in Spanish, do you feel like that's heavy-handed, or it's showing off, or do you feel like it's actually a useful, a, a useful bag, a useful thing to have in his bag of tricks? Um, I'm sure some people will fall for it. <laughs> um, I think a lot and I of totally respect yeah, being able Stephen to speak Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love it. Um, I think it's great, but you know. The real issue for me in this campaign is ending the corruption, is the progressive um, policies, and it doesn't seem like he's a progressive guy, really. Right, but uh, I think you would feel like Hillary is probably not someone that's that invested in ending corruption because of her own hand in it, so she's probably not going to be... You know, just Thank my you. assumptions from my conversations with you. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like well she's made so yeah, much Steven. money. She's made so much money nowadays from her corruption. Does she really need all that more? Look, maybe, does, maybe she's coming Trump around. Does Trump need all that more? Do all the CEOs of... Big companies but he's not bought. need more. I mean, he's made his own money. Well, yeah. now he is. Did you see that um, Super PAC ad that ran during the uh, convention tonight? I didn't because uh, I watched it on C-SPAN, so I didn't see any commercials. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yeah. No. yeah. What was the commercial? I or I mean, just something about it. It yeah. looked like something that was produced in the eighties. Um, it was bizarre. Like much of Trump's business produced like in the, the entire convention last yeah. week. Yeah, and actually, right. I would have thought, you know, a Trump commercial would have had, like, gold and, like, spotlights and all this. <laughs> but um, it was, you know, subdued and really weird. Yeah. Um, but I Here, guess... Here's, well, here's the thing that it. I think everybody kind of forgets. Tim Kaine was a great... Hillary Clinton, for the progressives, has shifted her policy to align with her, her policy, not the Democratic platform. Democratic platform has shifted oh, significantly. Yeah, absolutely. But her specific policies in t- from from the from the time that she announced last year to the time that she accept to the time that she will accept this nomination, her policies have shifted. Her <laughs> website has shifted. Uh, and, and 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 so I think that Tim Kaine was a pick that reflected her and her governing style, not necessarily, hey, I want your vote. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to pander. No, you don't want to pander, and so, exactly. And, so, and, and, and I always say this, Hillary Clinton's not running to be president of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. And, so, and regardless of if you think that, the, that, that progressivism is the future of American politics, at the end of the day, you've got conservatives on one side, you've got liberals on the other side, and, and you've got a centrist who's trying to govern from the center. And at the end of the day, you've got to bring all those folks together. And so uh, I, I know how my progressive friends feel uh, about the, the, the direction of the country. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to govern from the center. And well, that's, uh, but I was also going to say, Tim Kaine's not necessarily no. that in the middle when you really think about his ratings. He is 100% from Planned Parenthood. <laughs> He is an F minus from the NRA. I mean, he's not. He, he's, he's a progressive right. guy. I mean, he's not. You he's know, people for the try TPP. to. People. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're judging somebody by yeah. one thing right. that they haven't even voted on yet, I think that that that's you know it's 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 like 
it's like, oh, well... It, it, it isn't even... the only thing, but it's no, the no, only no, thing but, that but I threw I'm, in But I'm saying he's no, not saying as, as is, moderate. Where... He's, he's more on the progressive side than more than the conservative side, right. but he's also from a, a, a conservative state, so... I don't think that somebody has to be the center. Look at Trump. He's the center of nothing, but, yeah, but he's he, still well, doing he's, all right on that side. He's, doing, he's, he's the center doing, of nothing. That's right. Here's the problem with the, the, the Trump. The Trump is doing great for the Republican base. That is where he is. That is where he got 15 million votes from. He didn't get 15. He didn't pull 15, three or four million liberals to vote for him in this primary. Right, and he also right. didn't step out and you know try and really work hard to court the Tea Party because when no. you do that, you alienate the base. Exactly. And that's a very similar thing when it comes to the the truly far left progressive. Right. You want to you know get as many of them as you can, mm-hmm. but the ones who are like, no, no, if you're not all the way here at the end of the left, then I'm not going to vote right, for you. Because you alienate and, and, everyone else the, and the independents. The big thing that I would like to see is something that 80-90% of Americans agree on, Republican and Democrat, is that there is a legalized system of corruption and bribery Absolutely, but in right, American right. politics, but, and there are things that we can do about it. Absolutely, and that I don't think, don't require you to be a crazy Democrat, left. And to Democrats get have I agree. Con- Democrats have consistently have, their policy focus has been on overturning Citizens United. So this is what? not... This, when? I'm saying this is this is in the platform. This is something Democrats have been talking about. Oh, my this voice is, went really high. This, this, <laughs> this is something Democrats uh, it have been, this is something well, Democrats sure have been talking about since the Supreme Court brought right. up. So. It's something we'll be able to continue talking about, but I do want to move to the uh, DNC email leak. This happened <laughs> very conveniently timed. Of course. There's rumors Russia's involved. Uh, WikiLeaks uh, showed a whole lot of uh, Democratic emails that... Uh, Gave a whole lot of secrets, and Debbie Wasserman, Wasserman Schultz uh, had to resign because of it. Stephen, were you surprised that uh, the not that there was a concerted effort to uh, keep Bernie <laughs> from getting the nomination, but that they were yeah, right. dumb enough <laughs> to put it in email where it could be traced back to them? No, I mean I'm not surprised. But are, are back to that other question? Are we surprised that the DNC was backing Hillary Clinton? It was screwing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I mean, good for business. Right. This, exactly. Yeah. Is any of this really shocking? And now what they're doing is spinning it and changing the narrative that Russia is involved, that Russia hacked it and is backing Donald Trump and supporting him. When the fact remains that they screwed Bernie and that they were just supporting Hillary the entire I time. I reject I think that Hillary's in this huge email scandal and she gets to continue to run as a pre- for the presidency when Debbie W. gets caught resigns and then gets a job with Hillary. Right. I mean, I think Maybe. it's easy it to trace like to Debbie, you know, yeah. things that right. are in direct violation of what her job was and with Hillary it's well, there's 50,000 emails that we we don't know what they say. So yeah. there's 30. there's <clears throat> Well, there were the 20 that she and I wrote back and forth, oh. yeah. so I deleted those for yeah, her. Right. But yeah, however many there are, the point is, is like they're gone. So, uh, so this is you know this is a paper trail where it's like it's very obvious. Um, and then of course back to Chelsea uh, again, probably doesn't surprise you, but to it's, actually have it proven well, has it, to be very oh frustrating to somebody. Yeah, wait, if I have wait. to listen to this <laughs> know, right? dribble <laughs> about pro- anything proven. Hold on a minute. <laughs> it is very validating because. Bernie supporters have long felt, long over this like a year, that something was amiss and to be proven correct is not something to Bernie be ignored. called for her resignation Ho- months it's ago. Not, it's not a small thing. This is about the the integrity of democracy. Mm-hmm. And to dismiss <sighs> it as a minor, oh, it's just... Seven people. Here's, here's the and, here's the here's right. the problem with here's the problem that I had with this entire situation, is the Democratic National Convention, for what it's worth, um, uses zero resources to back Hillary Clinton. Uh, if every except email, uh, no, sweat every ex- of the except who, no, they they didn't use any no ads, no ground game. The, the emails but you don't that, even need that. The, you don't need that. So perception-wise, yes, those emails look bad because <laughs> such and such was emailing such and such back and forth. Okay, I'd be mad. Donna Brazil said, listen, I would blah, 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 but because she didn't have a good relationship with Jeff Weaver, Tad Devine, right. and the campaign was very frustrating. If you are, as a communications director, it is your job to protect your organization. And the Sanders campaign did did everything they could to come after the DNC from the beginning, then did everything they could to come from the beginning. I'm not even talking no, about no, I'm not even talking about from 
from when from when the from when the from the even the, no. um, I, the, the I, to use your own words I reject that whole part <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the the fact of the matter is the Democratic National Convention used zero resources on Bernie Sanders well, and used I, zero resources on Hillary Clinton other well, than the fact well, that they other than the fact that they needed to defend what, her what from, about wiping names from the Democratic list from the voter rolls, so, yeah. so you're saying the Democratic National Convention did that? National Committee, National Committee I, did that? Or are you saying that the Elections Committee by state did that? Then now you're speculating. Yeah, that's I, all yeah, speculation. That's that, that, that the part, funny thing is, <laughs> is that that's what we were told when we said something feels a little no, right no, no. here. It's yeah. just speculation. But, but that's just speculation. You, question. Now we got to wait question, for another WikiLeaks to confirm it. Are you surprised it? that people in the Democratic National Committee preferred? Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. Preferred, well, that's what you're saying. You're not, preferred there as a personal personal person. They're not supposed Hillary Clinton. to prefer. Well, yes, you well, can. Well, you're well, still that, voters. That, well, else. that's what I was going to say. I'm like taking the, all this out of the equation. The fact of the matter is, and people tend to forget this. Their job is to not the, prefer. But yeah, the, prim, the parties are not um, a democracy, and that's the thing people forget. The parties are not, and can you imagine what what's been going on in the then emails? What's the point? That's the thing that keep, that's thing. the whole point that's of the party. That's the whole thing. Yeah. That, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's the whole point is that these parties are not designed to be democratic. They want to have the best winner, the people that are most loyal. And that can you imagine the emails that are going on in the RNC that we're talking about Trump if if they ever well, had those emails? Oh, I'm just saying, like, so, yeah, right. uh, so how much they can't stand. So there is. There's always going to be people. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's not a democracy when it comes to political parties. Chad talks about personal attacks on Bernie, and, and I know where he's going with it because right. there was a, there was an email in it about bringing up Bernie's religion, mm-hmm. and I said to people if, when I read that email, I had to read it a few times, I had to talk to a few people a couple times about it. I was like, ah, oh, where was this going? And then I realized that the DNC understood that the Sanders campaign wholeheartedly rejected the South the entire time, realized that Southern Democrats needed to get either get, if mm-hmm. Bernie got the nomination, they needed to get on board with the Bernie Sanders. So somebody had to ask the question, if it's not going to be the Sanders campaign to bring it out, if it's not going to be right. the, the Republicans to come out and attack Bernie Sanders, which they did not the entire time, then it was up to the DNC to say, hey, we need to get out in front of something and or have the information to get out in front of something. And that's what they did. They asked the question to say, wow, hey, well, Chelsea, a- I'll give you the final point. That that is and then we do have to move the on. The most beautiful spin I have ever <laughs> <laughs> Even as a gymnast, I probably never performed something so beautiful. Very well done, Drexel. Uh, so we talked about the resources and, and of the no, DNC. And, and no, Jay, uh, uh, Debbie Wasserman Michelle did not take uh, 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 Tulsi Gabbard's seat away from her. Actually, Tulsi Gabbard uh, yeah. resigned herself. Right. Well, we were talking about the resources of DNC and what they did uh, put the resources in was putting on a big old show the last couple nights. Uh, The first night was fascinating in that you had in the in the first half hour, you had Al Franken, Sarah Silverman Mm -hmm. and Paul Simon. And it just felt like a very mediocre episode of SNL from 1992. <laughs> uh, the only thing, the only thing missing was Rob Schneider, you know, sitting by the copy machine. All right, the burnster, Bernie. No delegates for the burnster, making copies. But anyway, uh, it was it was interesting uh, that that was how the night started off, and uh, we'll move to the big speeches. But uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you won't ask me if I was offended by Sarah Silverman well, saying I was going to get to Sarah. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to get to you uh, before we get to the burner <laughs> bus though uh, her speech was very significant because for the first time in a major party speech uh, someone dropped a baba buoy and uh, so now this that will be the moment forever throughout history we can only hope we get to hit him with a hind before too long maybe by Thursday night but she did specifically say to the burner or bus people you're being ridiculous, which led to booing on the floor. Um, and, you know, I, they, they weren't booing before she said that. Uh, I don't think that they were happy, but she gave them uh, an opportunity to uh, speak their mind. So, uh, Chelsea, how did you feel about uh, Sarah Silverman asking that very specific question? <laughs> well, it wasn't even a question. This it true, was, it was a, a statement. statement. Yeah. That you're being ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, she's a comedian, and I get the effect of going that way but nobody has ever changed position by being invalidated or insulted and I don't think that it really went over well with the um, Bernie supporters I think the reason why the Bernie supporters were not as disruptive as some people were thinking they might be is because Bernie himself sent out an email asking people to be respectful and not boo 
What are you shaking your I know, head I know, at me I, for? I, I'm saying I don't think that was the that was the reason though. Either. I think that earlier in the day when he addressed them outside, they let off a lot of steam, and I think eventually by the time that he sent that email inside the hall, that steam had started to let out. Oh no, there was a, no. I'm, not, I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying they got a lot. I'm saying they got a yeah. lot out by booing him earlier in the day while he was talking about Hillary Clinton. So that gave I did, them an I, opportunity. I do think do that there were plenty of people we we saw the cutaways of the crowd yeah. that uh you know they they couldn't be angry because they were be they were too busy crying. Which <laughs> you know look I, I'm very passionate. Me. I'm just saying there were there were so many people wide age ranges I'm like he's just on stage. He hasn't spoken yet. It's He's just a guy. He's a senator from Vermont. That's not. It's not Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, I understand crying. Go ahead. Passionate supporters. I think we've seen in this race. They really are. And then especially right after all the WikiLeaks emails from the DNC coming out and the feeling that okay, my candidate got screwed, and now my candidate is up there selling out, telling me to vote for Hillary. I wasn't surprised I, I, I by booze, and then when Sarah I don't Silverman know if the says tears that, were for the selling out. I felt nearly moved to tears because the message just resonated so powerfully with me, and there was such an awesome gathering of of people who felt so passionately, and uh, there was a lot that was accomplished, and just this. You can't let go of this vision for America that he had painted so yeah, there's nicely. New for dialogue, us. and I think, and I, on the forefront. I, I think that Republicans do a very good job of trying to spin the idea of a corrupt campaign. And I say that because the Sanders campaign has done a very good job over the past few days of re-explaining to people that they can't that Hillary Clinton won this campaign fair and square. Four million more votes than Bernie Sanders, a shit ton more delegates than Bernie Sanders, and that's the way that this campaign is done. The National Press Secretary did interviews up and down this weekend, tweet storm yesterday, reminding people that at the end of the day, Bernie Sanders lost this this race fair and square. I think they had to right. do that. No, no, no. She didn't have to do that. Jeff Weaver might have had to come out and say yeah. that, but she didn't have to go out and do but that. But it doesn't take away, and no, but you're helps, right, though. she, won, she probably won outright with more votes, but it doesn't take away the corruption that she's just done in her whole political history. Oh, my goodness. Well, where no, people have, no. where people <laughs> have the issue. Other... <laughs> so, well, we can talk no. about issues people have with Hillary yeah. uh, shortly. Don't but worry, that's the yeah. Republican narrative that you're saying. It's right. the corruption. Not that she corrupted the election and won and beat out Bernie unfairly. It's just the corruption that she's just done. No, no, I'm forever. saying the narrative that they're trying to spin right now is they're trying to pull Bernie Sanders voters to their side yeah. by spinning by this spinning idea that, that well, the election was somehow s- stolen, yeah, was stolen from them. Okay. Get right. over it. Uh, to, the, uh, <laughs> to the Bernie speech in particular, uh, Scott, uh, did you have any specific thoughts uh, as to what Bernie had to say, well, how well it was received in that room? You know, my only thing was I think it, it was really hard for him being able to give that full throttled support and, and I felt that it was hard for him to do that. He, he knew that there was a microphone in front of him, yeah. right? He didn't have to yell like that the whole time. <laughs> I mean, that is, is it just helping? Is no, it just helping the Larry David impression yeah, that he yeah. continues to well, do that? Well, that's what friends were joking about. They're like, wow, what if Larry David just had walked out instead? I mean, if he that. hadn't shown, they could have just brought Larry out, sure. But, I mean, that was the thing I noticed with him. It, it was a good speech, but I noticed, to me, it still felt like he struggled to be able to give the support. And I can understand all the passion, all the effort that he's put into this. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, it's heartbreaking to come to that realization. Yeah, and, but then and, also, you know that, like, well, if, you know, he's not interested in being mm-hmm. a third-party candidate... And if he doesn't give his endorsement, that's only going to help Trump. And I'm sure that, you know, everything that he said he thought about Hillary was all true. But I don't think he's comfortable with Donald Trump having the no. uh, the keys to the castle. No, not at all. But which is much all... smaller than his own actual right, exactly. castle. But... but that's what I noticed is it just felt like it was still very difficult for him, even at that point, to be able to give his kind of full throttle support. But I thought the speech overall was typical Bernie and, and you know, I loved it. And you could see everyone was very passionate that were supporters of his in the hall. So, absolutely. Uh, Stephen, your thoughts on uh, what Bernie had to say, and we're, we'll move on to Elizabeth Warren as well. So, sort of, your thoughts on both of them, sort of the, the way that they uh, presented this. Bernie all along. I mean, he's hitting a lot of value, great points. I thought he's bringing a lot of new dialogue to the forefront. I, I liked Bernie. I really do. Um, Oh man! All of a sudden, the kind of Trump guy. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I mean, Bernie is guy. just wants to be everybody's friend. See, he's, 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 a lot, he's, he's sounding mean, a lot like Donald Trump, trying to convince, trying to pull the wool over people's <laughs> eyes, and trying to convince people that he somehow agrees with the policies that well, Bernie Sanders the was out with there talking Bernie, about. Selfishly, I don't want to pay more money. I don't want my taxes to go up. Um, 
like middle income. I don't want to pay more money for things that your middle it, then middle income. It wouldn't have. It would in my tax bracket. It would. And you wouldn't. I want to know how much you make. No, and, no, and, it wouldn't wouldn't have, <laughs> and it wouldn't have been offset by savings if your health insurance premium were to go down. Let's say. No, my company pays for that. Fair enough. So there's a lot of people who are employed by employers and companies like me, and I have health insurance paid for. I live in California, so I have state income tax. The taxes I get taken out of my paycheck every month are insane. Well, part of the problem is that the tax code is written for business owners and self-employed people. So if, and like he wants to do, change the tax law, I think it would have made it more fair because right now W-2s get screwed, and I, that's just part of, I think, what would have happened had the revolution been allowed sure. to Sure. I'm saying take selfishly. Mm. So in terms of Bernie, I, I, I like what he's saying. Um, I, I like his points. I think he's got a lot of great ideas. I think that he held out on his endorsement because he wanted to make sure Hillary was going to be in check and somewhat in line with what he, <laughs> where he was going with. And well, I mean, it was a negotiation. There were things he wanted on the platform. Right, of course. Sure. Absolutely. Politics oh, is always, so, yeah, exactly. but, yeah. always is. But yeah, I mean, yes. obviously, you know, he had, he, there was no reason that it benefited him to rush to endorse No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's so, no reason for him to yeah. do that. But to see and he him up have. there supporting Mrs. Clinton is just kind of like, ugh, Well, that's burn. how a lot of those people felt. Not yeah. feeling that's how a lot of people felt in 07 with Hillary Clinton supporters. Right. I, mean, yeah, I, was a, I, was a I was an Obama supporter, and so I, I for the too. life of me, could not understand uh, why the Hillary supporters were acting a certain way and so uh, f- you know and, and on some on some levels i understand but at, mm-hmm. at, at a certain at, at, on the other hand uh hillary clinton supporters became quite a bit um more uh, uh useful later well, on when it when it came to it did but i think it, it all comes down to like we were talking about it's, it's emotional too so when you have an emotional tie yeah. to a candidate it makes it very difficult to somehow then take that and place it with someone else. Yeah. And it's not and just it, the candidate. It was well, and the, the, exactly. And the things that they stand for and, and well, all those things can be very difficult to translate. To, to that being more than the candidate, uh, I do want to talk about Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. And uh, while she was speaking, people started chanting, we trusted you. Mm-hmm. So they feel like she sold out and they feel like Bernie sold out. But at the end of the day, I mean, well, you know, Elizabeth Warren's case, she's an actual Democrat. Bernie mm-hmm. decided to become a Democrat recently. And ultimately, I'm glad no, no, but I'm just I'm saying said it, not what? Me. what that is, is like they want to, you know, so Elizabeth Warren is in the business of the Democratic candidate getting elected, whether or not Hillary was her choice. Right. Now she's come to that realization that this is what she has to do. Bernie as well, even, you know, yes, he's listed on the screen as an independent, but he's, <laughs> you know, he's there at the Democratic convention. Yeah, he does, he does fun. want Hillary over Trump. It's that simple. So that's what they're doing. So for the people that believe in the movement so passionately, they feel like they're they sold it out and they sold out the movement and they had been trusted. But I don't know what they feel like the alternative is. You know, they're you know these people are not running. They're not going to be on the ballot in November. Uh, you might want to vote for Gary Johnson, like some people are considering. But <laughs> let's uh, hear more. Yeah, I heard squat. Well, you know, he needs to. You know, he needs to. Uh, I don't know. Fifteen percent. He's got fifteen percent. Yeah. And yeah. the according media to some, says, "Oh, a third party candidate." They don't even say his name. Right. His name doesn't even make the. Well, the you know, if he, I, if he gets fifteen percent, Jill Stein, Jill Stein showed popped up on MSNBC a couple times. Who did? Today. Jill Stein was at the DNC. Oh yeah, she's 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 uh, getting herself out. Right. So I, you know, I <laughs> think it's. Um, out there right now. Yeah. I don't think Republicans are going to let Gary Johnson because he will take votes from Donald Trump. Of course. So I don't think Republicans are going to let. Yeah, I mean, he's going to. Do you think some Bernie supporters not at all. might go to Gary? Not at all. Not at all. No, will, I do, no, no, I do think I, that I, there I, will I, be some. I think, that, I think you'll have some. I mean, Absolutely. it's like, you know, the argument is in 92, Ross Perot right. cost H.W. Bush the election. Right. Right. It's it's not like there's no Democrats that voted for Perot, though. It's it's of a course. similar you it, know, it mentality. Is. It's like, oh, it's another guy. I like that there's another guy, that he's not the R or the D next to his name. And some people won't even care what he believes. No, but some people will on the on the social side because of libertarianism and then some people on the but, but you know, Republican side will vote for him too but yes there will be more Trump at the end of the day voters. Republicans uh, that don't want Gary Johnson on this 
debate stage. Yeah. And Democrats, who certainly don't want Gary Johnson on this debate stage, will paint Gary Johnson as a two-term Republican governor because that's right. what he is. That's what he is. And his, end, his vice presidential candidate is a Republican. At the end of the day, governor. they are Republicans in libertarian mm-hmm. clothing. Their policies have always been there. That's what they believe. Well, libertarians is a branch of the Republican. And, and, and at the end of the day, if I were Democrats and I didn't want either of them, I would say mm-hmm. you've got four Republicans running against two Democrats. And that's what the, that's what it will come down. That is the narrative that, that they will come down to. So as we go to our next topic, it'll seem like I'm asking this for, you know, an obvious reason that I'm not. Uh, I actually know, Drexel, you tweeted about how moved you were by Cory Booker's speech. So I'm not like, oh, I know who I need to ask about Cory Booker's speech, but I saw I you writing about it, so I wanted to start. <laughs> but uh, the people just listening on iTunes are like, what's he talking about? But anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, give us your thoughts on what he had to say, which I thought was a great speech. I, I thought Cory Booker gave an Obama 04 oh, speech. Absolutely. It was a keynote speech right on, on the first mm-hmm. night, yeah. which, which does not happen normally. Um, you know, he, he hit the points on love, on bullies, on policy. Um, he hit every key policy point that Democrats have put in their platform and that they uh, they will champion, whether or not it's from the Bernie Sanders campaign, whether or not it's from the Clinton campaign, on equal play, um, debt-free college, paid family leave, true religious freedom, which Republicans don't quite understand what that means, religious freedom. Um, and, um, you know, I think what I wrote down, he said, we can't devolve into a nation where our highest aspiration is that we just tolerate each other. We're not going to be called. We're, we are not called to be a nation of tolerance. We're called to be a nation of love. And I think that completely offset everything that we saw four day, the four from every day last week. The inclusiveness of day one was was everything that the four days of the Republican convention was not. And Go ahead, Chelsea. I was I I loved the passion about it, but then he weaved in Hillary Clinton, and my stomach became. <laughs> <laughs> so really, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's like Just, it's like you're okay going to this restaurant, the DNC convention, but then when the food comes out, you're like, no, I can't eat it. Yeah. I, I I just sit in this chair, and it's kind of nice company. I listen. But... <laughs> I wish I was more excited. I I would love to, in twenty thirty years, say like I proudly supported the first woman president. I just can't get that excited. My stomach does not this. Yet. Matt, yeah, maybe, not maybe you will when yeah. Yeah. afterwards. I'm when working on it. And, and Drexel like, smiled right into his <laughs> yeah, camera. Like, it gets, like, I'm working. Plan. It gets more nauseous when I hear the other guy. But... <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna like stop. He no, shall no, not be named. But I was gonna say I, I totally agree with you 100. It's not uh, Drexel. It was definitely like a a passionate. He, he, he's like a lot of the politicians that can weave the facts with storytelling, and it was definitely Obama esque. And uh, I see a bright future for him for sure. And, and we talked at the beginning, right before we came in the in the panel, just we were talking about Bernie Sanders. And look, I respect Bernie Sanders. 100 percent, and i right. said this on my show earlier today and obviously we appreciate everything that he brought to the campaign mm-hmm. but if this message if the bernie sanders message had come from cory booker cory booker would be accepting the nomination on yeah Thursday. i agree okay. i agree too i do agree and I like, don't like, yeah. like you, I do. like you alluded to, you know, it, it could be an Obama O four speech in the way yes. that we might see Cory Booker very soon. You know, I do actually, think, I uh, do think we will? And maybe <laughs> you never know. Maybe he's, maybe he didn't want to be vice president. No, I think yeah. he's he's just starting out. I mean, he's yeah. he's young and he's um, just starting out. He so wants to get criminal justice reform pushed through, and I think mm-hmm. that's where he that's where his focus is going to be over the next. Well, few it's good for him to be in the Senate, just like Elizabeth Warren. We need them both in the Senate. This is the problem. If he can't do anything under Obama, how is he going to do anything under Well, I think, uh, again, that's right. part of the reason why Democrats got to win back the, the Senate. They so do. That means you, you got to register to vote. And right. right. Which we can talk about yes. all that after the <laughs> yes. conventions. We'll have plenty <laughs> right. of time. Uh, Michelle Obama gave a great speech that night. Um, I, I almost cried. You almost cried? I did. Was there I a specific did. moment that made you almost there cry? There were, when Michelle Obama almost started crying, okay. I almost started crying. Mm-hmm. Because she talked about her daughters, and and I think what was it the playing on the lawn with the, the daughters, house, I mean, really, she, house the, built by slaves. She yeah, it was it was that whole story of a generation who people lash out of bondage. I mean, only Michelle Obama can really paint that picture mm-hmm. well enough for people. Um, I love when she said, "When they go low, we, we go, go high." high. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also made a very important case for Hillary Clinton on a trust issue with your kids and she said I trust Hillary Clinton with my daughters and that will speak to 
women or families who have daughters out there who want somebody who is going to be that champion. And Michelle Obama really painted that picture pretty clear, uh, the stark contrast between Republicans and, and what uh, what Hillary Clinton's going to be offering. And, and her speech was just very mm-hmm. just positive, and, and it was a great start to the week because yeah. of what we saw last week with the doom <laughs> and gloom and, and fear-mongering, and, and she's just a breath of fresh air, and she's still is one of the best uh, speakers out there. So I, I, I love her passion. But I love her. Did you guys think Ivanka She's... Trump had a similar speech painting that picture at home, painting, telling stories about what so her father... So you're saying Ivanka... You're saying that Ivanka, Mrs. Obama uh, plagiarized Ivanka. Ivanka, no, 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 Ivanka no, no. was the first lady right saying, now. What you're no, saying, was it Ivanka? Ivanka? You mean no, Ivanka. Ivanka. It should be, but... Right, not it? Melania. Yeah, yeah. Melania. Yeah. And Trump may want Ivanka as the first... Anyways. Wasn't Ivanka telling those stories about her dad doing those nice deeds behind closed doors. Isn't that the same thing? Yes, but Chelsea Clinton, will do, Chelsea Clinton will do that on Thursday. However, right. that's her this, job is a completely, this is a non-family member mm-hmm. convincing the American people that some that, that they trust their daughter. And she's the sitting first lady. I get it. I but, mean, Michelle Obama came out, and that was a huge W and, for and, and the right. other thing that Michelle Obama said was, don't let anyone ever tell you this country is not great. That's mm-hmm. that, how, that somehow we need to make it great again, because this right now is the greatest country on earth. And yes, that, that, is, what, that is what Republicans are trying to sell mm-hmm. to the country, and it is disastrous um, and dangerous out there. Oh, and that, 19 that trillion dollars in debt, we're in all these wars. But that's, but that's, but that's, not, but that's, not, the, but that's not the message Republicans are trying to sell. That's not, right. the, that's not the message mean? Republicans are trying to sell. They're trying to sell this doom and gloom, terrorists about to take over, right. immigrants uh, are no, running the neighborhood. No, that's the, the media, he was talking about uh, this illegals talking about um, going around this, yeah. and crowd, and, you know, he's not talking about that. He's talking about doom and gloom. Hey, these immigrants from Mexico are going to come over. Yeah, he started the campaign speech out like that, and he accepted the nomination just like that. That's the, that's the fact of the matter. Not that they're going to come over. Well, the they real fact of the matter is we, we don't have a lot of time left. We've made this place better, <laughs> That's right. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we'll, I move, so we'll move it to tonight. And the big speech tonight was, uh, was Bill Clinton. And uh, specifically in terms of the speech, uh, Chelsea, what did you think of uh, what former President Bill Clinton had to say? I was like, oh, man. This Hillary sounds really great. (laughs) (laughs) If only she hadn't eventually sold out. Um, But it was a really impressive story of her history. It was great how he told the story of him having to chase her down and ask her to marry him several times. Yeah, a story about Bill Clinton cute. chasing down a woman know, sounds that's so crazy unusual. Talk, crazy but, talk. Oh, I've got 17 of them all. Uh, right, well, we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, in I terms think of the... it was sweet about how... Uh, I mean, because it's always been sort of like Bill Clinton and Hillary, but it looks like the the picture he painted was that like Hillary was the one on, first on the front line yeah. making all these... Um, choices to be out there and helping different communities or the disabled or minorities in housing and so he he kind of I, I don't know, true or not, but made her, it seem like she, of the two of them, is actually the more qualified, the more experienced, the and more loving that. of the yeah. people. And he said that. He said and, that people said that she would have been a better candidate. And, <laughs> and this whole thing about, you know, she's the biggest change or the best change maker that he's ever seen. Um, I, I wish he had just met Bernie and then maybe he would... <laughs> anyways I understand the criticism of Bernie that he's not been able to actually effectuate change but because he's been so solid in his positions but um, it just was like well this is great but I just wish that the rest of her public life you know had was aligned with what she had done before instead of Selling out, basically. So I, there was a it was big like, cool. Go ahead, Stephen. There was a big hole in his speech, and well, the ABC commentators even said he he was going like year through year, yeah, and then he left out. Gap. He left out. He, he very specifically well, left out the year 1998. All the pain and right. stress that he put on the and marriage. It is it is but something. Why painful, but why? why I know. That's so like why would well, no, 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 of course he wouldn't talk about it. They said, well, I thought the ABC commentators actually had a nice note. If he were actually vulnerable and said, you know. I I put some trial on our relationship and put this woman through some rough waters. 
that would actually be more appealing to voters. But Donald Trump has already started the attacks on Bill Clinton. Well, He's already started the attacks on, on, on Hillary Clinton as being this weak woman who did not leave her husband. Did he start it or was it a counter for no, them saying is, he's is, horrible with Donald women? Trump starting when, that narr- this is Donald Trump starting that narrative before any, long before I anybody else. I believe it's a said. counter, actually. It wasn't Donald a counter Trump. to anything. Okay. They well, say I'm horrible. It's just women. Matter of semantics. Go I was ahead, just going to say is like I, I don't think that's yes. I think that that was a tactic he could have gone, but then it would have been all about Bill again. And I think what his job was tonight was to humanize her and and keep it positive. And so not going into that area, you're getting into like you said, very muddy, choppy waters. Negative. And I think what he did was humanizer. He did the job that he needed to do right. tonight, and he did a great job in typical Bill fashion. He was able to weave a story and have everybody there. It was very folksy. It was very comfortable. Yeah, he actually looked a little old and a little tired oh, tonight, he, but he, I was like, he, he looked very he old. Think, he sounded he's, old. He's, yeah. he's younger. He's, uh, he's essentially he's Don, Donald Trump's age, and you yeah. see the difference there, but of course Donald Trump wears a ton of makeup and has the fake <laughs> hair. But I think his job was to humanize her, and he did that, and it was a great speech, and he did what he had to do. Well, you know, I don't know who everybody here in the room follows on Twitter, but I have a sort of a wide range of uh, across the political <laughs> spectrum. And the more conservative people were sort of really just fixated on a point that comes up a lot. And it's interesting. And, you know, when there are a lot of allegations about anything that you're just like, well, there's there's an awful lot of them around mm-hmm. Bill Clinton. And, you know, Stephen referenced 17. There's there's about six of them that you know who the names are. And it's, sure, politically motivated, possibly. Mm-hmm. But when you started to hear all the allegations, and I'm not comparing President Clinton to Bill Cosby, but you started to hear all those allegations. When they started to pile up, people started to say, hey, there might be something there. And I do think it's interesting that it gets so quickly swept aside by people who are supposedly so much in favor of, you know, giving women more opportunities, giving them equal opportunities, and that, oh, except for these women who say that this guy we like did this. And I just sort of ask the question generally, how does someone who supports Hillary Clinton reconcile the fact that there are these allegations against her husband that have been around, you know, throughout his entire life. It's not just Monica Lewinsky. That's not even an allegation, you know. Uh, So, uh, I I don't know. I'll start with uh, the guy wearing the Hillary t-shirt, Drexel. What do you think about it? I mean, you know, it's it's not some, you know, this is not not breaking news to anyone that there's any of this, but uh, go ahead, you first. Well, obviously, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak to that experience. That's another thing that people that are only listening didn't realize. You are not a woman. I am not a woman. Okay. Um, I am wearing a, a, you know, it's the first day, you know, she roll call day. So, of course, I'm going to yes. wear my, my Hillary Clinton shirt. But, um, you know, I think how we reconcile it is the fact that Hillary Clinton has reconciled right. with it. This is not our marriage. We are mm-hmm. not a part of this marriage. Um, at the end of the day, if Hillary Clinton says, you know what? We got stuff to do. This is our marriage. You're either going to stay out of it. You're either going to you were in it. We've dealt with it. And that's it. And you move on. Re- bringing that back up has no bearing on how she runs the country. Obviously, Bill Clinton left us with a surplus. We went to George Bush, and now here, here we are. The policies that Bill Clinton brought in, whether or not you agree with the crime bill, whether or not you agree with NAFTA, there are some there are some muddy places in the in the Clinton administration. Sure, of However, the overall theme, the overall accomplishments of the Clinton presidency heavily outweigh any Republican policy yeah, after that. Yeah, the dot-com boom, and the real estate market boom, and then okay. everything went to shit after that. Thanks the to George W. Bush. But, so, <laughs> thank you for bringing yeah. 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 George Bush was good, but... That. So, so, to be I fair, think, I, you know, Clinton's, 9-11 wasn't great for the economy. Right, and it wasn't. So, and it wasn't. Yeah. And, and, the wars afterwards, right. that's right. how Americans, we like to bump up the economy. And bring it back into trickle-down economics, and messing up education. So, there's a lot of problems with the Bush administration other than they the 9-11. Agreed. But um, at the same time, Hillary Clinton, you know, part of the reason why it probably didn't come up is because Hillary Clinton doesn't want to talk about it. Well, this is not about... No this shit is, she doesn't want to talk no, about but it. Why because does they're stronger together. But why does Hillary Clinton have to answer for her husband? She is... Because it's her husband but, and you're running no, for the but most she is, position she is in, the, running in the world. On her merits right. and as for president of the United here, here, States. Not for... Not let, let's Scott... Uh, I know, I was just going to say, what it comes down to is it's none of our business. Okay, that's what it comes down to because what Drexel was saying, this was their marriage and yes, we may not agree with it. Maybe I wouldn't make the same decision sure. if I was her in her shoes. 
but that's their decision. They've been married now for almost 41 years, and, <clears throat> and I, yes, I'm not saying I agree with everything Bill has no, done, but it's yeah. But <laughs> regardless, I, we don't yeah. know what their marriage is like behind closed doors, and it's none of our business. And yes, people may make choices that we just don't understand, but it, again, it has nothing to do with what she's capable of doing as president. It has nothing to do just like what he did with his Monica Lewinsky stuff 18 years ago. It had nothing to do with what he was capable of do, and and you just keep bringing back old this was 18 years ago and yes whatever's happened in the interim is is not for a public debate that's uh, one one second i'll get to you Stephen. i feel like uh, chelsea's sitting here like a cartoon character with steam coming <laughs> out of her ears so go ahead and then i'll get to you Stephen. well actually it just occurred to me that there was so much to say and then i was like you know what it doesn't even make that <laughs> so you yield your time to the gentleman <laughs> from uh, florida i do go ahead florida yeah i think it is part of our business i think if there's sexual harassment going on at the highest level in the oval office because a lot of those allegations are coming from girls in the white house right. that is our bit that is but our that business because that's Bill our president and, was and, that, and that was at the time but <laughs> right. it's well, as far as their marriage these, and now there's all these allegations it's, of Hillary Clinton going and blackmailing these well, women in specifically, and shaming these women specifically there's, there's the because, one instance that Winita right. Broadwick is very outspoken yeah. that Hillary you know was very actively involved in trying to discredit her and you know again that's she said she said she said right. but that one example is definitely something of that course. people are running with and I think that it's a real question that doesn't need to be brought up during the course of a convention but as part of a conversation like this it is you know if you think that hillary was involved in that way because she does put both of their political careers ahead of their marriage you know there's there's a reason why the uh, Underwoods on House of Cards right. feel they, so much uh, like Bill just and exactly. I was say, <laughs> the Clintons are just like right. that. That was my next next sec. Blah, blah, blah. Except I don't think Bill plays as no. many video games. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Here's, 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 here's there, the thing about a marriage is, of course, a partnership. Of course. And at the, so at the end of the day, whether or not you believe that Hillary Clinton made that choice, but uh, um, mm-hmm. Go, Sarah, now, now here. No, 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 no. What I, and, and so, so, so it's 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 again. It comes down to the fact that Hillary Clinton has tried very hard over the over the past decade and a half to separate herself from this idea of hey, my husband fucked up, you know. And so that has been her narrative. She has not made it a part of her story. Um, it is not going to be a part of this convention. Nope. Um, it certainly uh, was not a part of the Republican convention last week with the, the allegations of Donald Trump. So, And nobody's brought that up. And right. Democrats certainly are not going to be bringing that up because right. then that would bring up the Bill Clinton exactly. story. That so goes, it's not right. going to be something that Demo- Democrats are going to be focused on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that is the that is the focus of this convention. Right. And that is a the point we've heard a lot the, in the first two days mm-hmm. is, you know, the sort of almost beating us over the head right. with what are we going to leave for our children and our grandchildren right. or in Bernie's case, great grandchildren. <laughs> Chelsea, uh, was there something specific you wanted to get in? Just very quickly. Yeah. I understand the whole, you know, it's their marriage. It's none of our business. And I also understand that this is, um, what do we say about a woman who doesn't take a stand for other women who are coming forward with allegations? Exactly. So I, I understand that. I, I think if I, I don't know what happened specifically. I mean, did the, these women came forward and there was police investigation? Not right. It, it didn't go anywhere. Of course not. They're the Clintons, right? And it, but the <laughs> problem is that there's not one or two. There's right. there's six or seventeen or whatever. Well, so. then I guess in time, like Bill Cosby, right, we'll find out yeah. the truth. And it all comes back around to Cosby. With the yeah. Clintons. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we are uh, out of time. We really uh, no. sh- gave the short shrift tonight too, but uh, there, there three more minutes, right? But you know the wrap up. Do you have something that you <laughs> wanted to make sure you got to oh, in there? Man, I feel like there's I do so much. Well, then, Steve, the Brother new guy, go ahead. Where is the radical Islamic? terrorism talk you know i'm glad you mentioned it actually because uh i wanted to call attention that uh it i don't know who had in the pool any conservatives who had in the pool uh tonight night two at 9 20 p.m there was a congressman from new york who made the first mention of isis uh in the course of yeah so it was uh, representative joseph crowley 921 right yes he he mentioned isis it was the first Mm -hmm. thing because they said hey there was no mention of isis Mm -hmm. now it was the only mention of ISIS. It was the only mention. Yes, but, but there was one. There's a so. bigger war on weather 
than terrorism. <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. Here's the part of the what here's part of the reason why well, climate, climate change, climate change, yeah. Yeah. which and, can and be which, something we which talk is about. Actually, right. more which dangerous and will kill more people which than ISIS. Which, which I think the new term is it climate means, justice um, because I think that's a much better term. Climate justice. You can't talk about that tonight. Over the next few weeks. However, Democrats have floored Republicans when it comes to uh, foreign policy. They have stolen foreign policy from Republicans. Wait, Whether or not you believe in the Obama foreign policy, <laughs> Democrats have stolen that mantle from them. What do you mean? In terms of protecting America. There has been no attack on American soil, and we talked about it last week, out from the outside world. It's all been domestic terrorism. So, this idea that, that 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 Democrats need to now focus on foreign policy, they don't need to do that because right now a majority of the country is worried about what's happening domestically. And if we really wanted to focus on what's killing more Americans, we would have talked more about the heroin epidemic. Right. And yes. Which they did oh, yes. night one. Right. But if you were watching would, night would, one. They did t touch on they it. I'm saying, on I'm saying it. they touch on it. They, but yes. they, but they, like, they, it's like 30,000. And, 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 and gun control and gun violence, which is a, what you and, said is a much bigger issue right, right and now you can't than pack, what's going obviously, on. There's only four days, so you can only pack so much in. But right now, Democrats are focused on domestic issues and at the end of the day we know that Hillary Clinton has the foreign policy chops to Domestic to issues it. when domestic terrorisms are claiming ISIS, ISIS are claiming they yeah, claim anybody Orlando. can say anybody, anybody can, can claim anything, anything. No, that, 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 right. there was no connection to that in Orlando no, but, by the way they, you know, there's, they there's that, that one in, in particular but you know I mean the the, uh, the brothers of the Boston bombing you know they were radicalized you know overseas so I you know there's to Stephen's point it is a concern uh, and uh, hashtag climate justice by the way is what the, the Stephen <laughs> the booth put That's up right. there. So uh, it, it is something that I think for moderate voters who look, there are definitely people as hard as it might be for people to believe if they're you know, anti-Trump or anti-Hillary. There are people who might vote for one or the other. That is an issue that is important with a lot of people, as, as Stephen raises the point. Yeah. So we'll see if we hear more about it. Uh, I think, in the I think tomor ahead. tomorrow night is leadership you can count right. on, and okay. security issues yes. probably will be at the so is, one of the four yes. at the forefront of of of, of, of is, is Tim Kaine speaking so. tomorrow night? He is. He is speaking All right. So with Obama and, and Joe Biden. Vice President Joe so, Biden. So yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Obama and Biden. That'll be good. I hope yeah. Tim Kaine's not last because uh, we need to stay awake. The show will be at 10 p.m. Oh, speaker. 10 p.m. next, uh, sorry, tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, we will be here. So uh, for myself, Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. Drexel Hurd, at Drexel Hurd. Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. Scott Moore, at S-Man 80. Stephen Helmkamp, you're just at Stephen Helmkamp. And finally, uh, my son Felix had his first birthday today, and I know he's watching. He's still up. He's Happy up birthday, up birthday it's, it's his birthday. He stayed up late. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Bye. All right. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.